0: Phil Moran, Pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hugan, Pastor at Day Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us, or catch past broadcasts, or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoicey.com. We've been looking at the state of theology in America these last couple of days. Ligonier Ministries released a survey earlier this year, which provided 34 statements to 3,000 participants. And if you want to look up this survey, just go to thestateoftheology.com. Now, what's troubling about this survey is that there is something very wrong when a majority of Americans can give the correct answers (laughs) to basic biblical questions while at the same time say that their beliefs are purely a matter of personal opinion. So here's an example. Statement number 15 says that the Bible is 100% accurate in all that it teaches. And on that statement, 86 of 86% of evangelicals who were polled agree. So they agree that the Bible is 100% accurate in all that it teaches. So just quickly, what are some of the things that the Bible
1: teaches? Pastors, you, you are you are embarrassing me. <laughs> <laughs> How, how, to, how to stump a room full of pastors. Uh, what does the Bible teach? Uh, about what?
0: About anything. What are, the big, what are the big
2: things that it teaches?
1: That God made everything that is.
2: Okay. That God sustains everything that is. Okay.
3: Salvation is found in no one else but Jesus Christ.
0: Very good. The, the wrath of God is going to be um, expressed on the last day for those who are outside of Christ. That sin mm-hmm. is a real thing, right? Mm-hmm. So that the Bible is true. Is that one of the things that the Bible communicates? Absolutely. Okay, so 86% of evangelicals agree with that statement that the Bible is 100% accurate in all that it teaches. Now, here's the problem. Statement number 30 says this. Religious belief is a matter of personal opinion. It's not about objective truth. Now, 32% of evangelicals agree with that which means that some of the same people who said that the bible is 100% accurate also a third of them believe that you know religious belief is a matter of personal opinion it's not about objective truth how, it's, how it's actually
3: worse than that because uh, of the number that think that that's somewhat true so it brings that number up to almost 60% perhaps
0: yeah yeah i didn't i didn't consider that yeah yeah so how how can an evangelical believe that the bible is 100% true and yet, believe that the Bible is just a matter of personal opinion. Are we reading the same Bible?
1: you know this this one is is a tricky one, and i I'd, I'd love to give people a little bit of benefit of the doubt, um, although I'm <laughs> maybe maybe going to be too generous, but um, particularly the phrase when the, the last part of that phrase. Because it begins the the phrase that people were asked about in the survey, religious belief is a matter of personal opinion. It is not about objective truth. That that's that last clause is is to me the really troubling one. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yes, belief has to be a personal matter. You know, the Apostle Paul said we make our appeal to every man's conscience. Right. Uh, in the light of God, uh, that's that's we cannot. Belief in the truth cannot be coerced. Belief in the gospel cannot be coerced. We make our appeal to the conscience. The um, Westminster uh, Confession of Faith says, God alone is Lord of the conscience and hath left it free from the doctrines and commandments of men, which is in anything contrary to his word or beside it in matters of faith and doctrine. Uh, so the, the, the framers of Westminster were zealous to maintain liberty of, of conscience. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that last so but that last clause of that <coughs> sentence it's not about objective truth uh, that's troubling uh, because it, it to me it would indicate people surrendering the idea that there's an objective truth that God has revealed to us and that God is knowable that the, the, that the gospel is knowable and that we can have complete confidence in it uh, that's, that's a very that's a very troubling statistic the r- responses to that.
2: The, go ahead. The question is and and I think I'm agreeing with Phil here. the question the phraseology of it is a little bit um tricky for me. Um, because I would want the question to say, should our religious beliefs be based upon the objective truth of the Word of God? Yeah. That's a clear question that's that I better, can give a yes or no answer to. That's a much better question. So, the, this is I'm having trouble taking off my 15 years, my teaching hat that mm-hmm. is about designing questionnaires and questions and, and testing exactly what I want to find out. And what I want to know is should our religious beliefs be based upon the objective truth of the Word of God? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But is religious belief a matter of personal opinion? Yes. Yeah. Well,
3: I think that what's taking place is your discernment meter has to go off on that second uh, – the second part of the question. And uh, that's what happens. You know, we were talking about truth, and the the worst – the the problem is it's not being – you know, it's not truth and error, but it's something that is almost true or closer to the truth and we need to realize there is an objective truth. Truth is revealed by God. It's not a cons- it's not something that gets constructed or invented. Uh, it's knowable because God is the source of that truth. It's absolute because we're not exempt from God's truth. It's universal. It's not a cultural thing. Uh, it's e- e- eternally engaging. It's not trendy. It's not superficial. It's exclusive. So a departure from it is false falsity it's also understood and unified uh, you know it's it's something that can be systematized that truth and and you know it should be valued uh, for what it is and that's and so there's a sense in which people don't necessarily value the truth so they value their opinion over the truth, and this is kind of where it's getting. there. Your discernment meter needs to come off when you read these two somewhat conflicting parts of a statement.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when people say religious belief is not about objective truth, it's. I I hope, and once again, you can't. We can't read what what was in people's minds as they responded to this questionnaire. But I would hope that there was not in that, and I would warn. Uh, listeners and warn myself um, against being ashamed of the gospel. Mm. That um, in in a in a in a world where truth uh, claims to truth are frowned upon, we are going to be sorely tempted to be ashamed of the gospel as an assertion of truth mm-hmm. and of absolute truth. And of course, uh, the Apostle Paul was bold to say uh, in a context where truth was just as much under assault as it is today. The Apostle Paul was bold to say, I am not ashamed of the gospel. It, it mm-hmm. is the power of God for salvation right. to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And uh, in other words, in other words, it's for everyone. Yeah. Uh, and it's true for everyone. Uh, there's a, a missionary theologian uh, named Leslie Newbigin who had, has a very simple little syllogism that he wrote. He said, if the gospel is true, it is true for all, and it must not be concealed from any.
3: Mm-hmm. Very good. If
1: it's true, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's universal, and, and it's universal, and, and and it's true for all. It's not true. It's not true for me, and not true for you. It's not true for people in North America, and and false for people uh, in in a different culture. No, it's true for all, and therefore must not be concealed from any.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think this also should be a, an encouragement to us as we come to the to the Word of God that we are trying to. Um, as Ventil used to say, we're, we're trying to think God's thoughts after him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to bring um, preconceptions and, and um, our own backgrounds and personalities and our own baggage to the word of God and read into it what we want it to say. And this is saying, no, The Bible is the objective truth, and it defines our beliefs, is is the ideal. And I think what happens so much in the church today is we come to the Word of God with beliefs, and we search high and low to have the Word of God affirm beliefs we already hold.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Uh And so... I do believe that what ends up happening is our religious beliefs do become a matter of personal opinion, and we do think then that they're based upon the truth of God's Word as we've interpreted or manipulated or misapplied. Yeah. In, instead yeah. of looking for a harmony and a unity within God's Word, we
3: we play one piece of Scripture off of another. We yeah. We make them competing truth claims when they are actually the whole truth yeah. of a subject.
0: Yeah. I, I, one of my teachers used to say there are no Calvinist and no Arminian verses in the Bible. They're all God's verses.
3: Mm-hmm, yes. And
0: you know we should never try to say, well, that's your verse. This is my verse. No, they're all God's verses. Mm-hmm. They all belong to him. Well, what, one of the statements that here, I just want to look at a little more closely. So the, the statement 15 says the Bible is 100% accurate in all that it teaches. And all that it teaches, and I think that uh, it's been a tendency of, of liberal Christians to disagree with that statement, especially you know attacking the idea of inerrancy because the Bible talks about several things. And I know we've touched on this on another broadcast, but like you know, for instance, in the parables of Jesus, Jesus called uh, the mustard seed the smallest seed in the field. Um, in other places in the in the Bible, it talks about how the sun rises and the sun sets. Um, can you maybe just quickly address that idea? How um that doesn't th- those statements don't prove that the bible was not accurate in all that it teaches
2: I, I think if i'm going back in those conversations i mean i i still listen to the to the nightly newscast when they talk about the weather and then they always tell me when the sunrise was and when the mm-hmm. sunset was yeah. i mean it's just a language of of communicating what we are our, our senses perceive to be true mm-hmm. i mean our eyes do look at the sun and and see it quote unquote rise and we See it quote unquote, set. the The son doesn't do either one of those, mm-hmm. but but they're not lying to us. They are not lying to us. Um, they're just describing a phenomena. So Jesus is, is using the language of that we also use and communicate truth using, um, and so i don't I don't have much concern about that. Um, and what the mustard seed he I mean, to the intent of the parable is to teach a spiritual truth that was attainable and accessible to his hearers mm. and for them the mustard seed would have been a wonderful example that in their known world their their that they experienced that would be the smallest seed okay. so he's just right. using the language of his time yeah
1: yeah he he was not teaching it was, it was not a botany lecture mm-hmm. uh and, and so to to require that kind of precision uh, is not what the bible you know is not what the bible's about yeah
0: so maybe just one more time before we end the broadcast today, um, this idea of objective truth, it's it's up for grabs today. Uh, one of my favorite teachers, Greg Kokel, uh, he is with Stand to Reason. He actually did a debate with Dr. Marv Meyer a few years ago, and the debate was over the issue of, is truth true? Is truth true? So Dr. Meyer was trying to prove that it's not true, and Kokel was trying to prove that it is true. And Kokel was brilliant because he just got up and he said, look... All I have to do to win this debate um, is point out the fact that if Dr. Meyer proves that truth is not true, that since he's claiming a truth statement, then I am correct in saying that truth is true. If I prove that truth is true, then I'm correct. Either way, truth is true. (laughs) And and that's that's the invincibility yep. of the of the not only the Bible but the Christian worldview and the gospel that these are things that you cannot simply run away with. You can't play you know uh, word games in order to try to escape from the truth that is found in God's Word. So we hope that uh, you will uh, look at this uh, state of theology um, that is found at thestateoftheology.com dot com and just reflect on you know Lord. How am I deceiving myself? How am I treating religious belief like a a personal opinion? How am I treating your word like it's not accurate and true and everything that it says? That's the requirement of all Christians. So we see you next time on The Gospel for Life.